0: get fit guy to learn more welcome to the get fit guys quick and dirty tips to get moving and shape up my name is brock armstrong and i am the get fit guy i spent the last year or so dealing with a type of foot pain that's referred to as plantar fasciitis During that time, I tried pretty much anything and everything, and today we're going to go through a few things that you can try if your plantar fascia becomes inflamed. Now, the ligament that's called the plantar fascia is actually a band of tissue that runs along the bottom of your foot, and it connects your heel bone to your toes. One of its most important duties is to support the arch of your foot. Now, if you upset your plantar fascia, it can get swollen and irritated and inflamed, which will make your heel hurt when you stand or you walk on it. Most often, this pain is stabbing and quite intense during the first few steps that you take in the morning, and then again after you spend any significant time sitting. But other than that, it's mostly confined to an annoying ache. Plantar fasciitis is defined as an overuse syndrome that's characterized by localized inflammation or degeneration of the plantar fascia at its anatomical insertion on the calcaneus. Now, okay, simplified, that just means that it's not the whole plantar fascia that's likely inflamed. It's just a particular point, the anatomical insertion, where the tissue attaches to the bone, which is the calcaneus, that experiences the inflammation or degeneration. Plantar fasciitis is common in middle-aged people, and it can occur in one foot or both. Now, luckily, I only have it in one. Hashtag blessed. Common treatments for plantar fasciitis include things like heel inserts, which I tried and didn't really work for me, or night splints that keep your foot in a dorsal, flexed position, but you know, I have enough trouble sleeping, so I didn't try that. Non steroidal anti inflammatories are another option, but masking the pain isn't really my idea of a good way to treat it. You can try injections of cortical steroids, and I might still do that if I get desperate enough, but until then, I'm going to stay away from that one. And of course, there's just plain staying off your feet. But, you know, being more sedentary, I'm not really into that. So let's look at some other treatments that feel a little more get fit and quick and dirty. The first one I'm going to talk about is stretching. Stretching is very helpful to treat plantar fasciitis because it can help reduce inflammation and provide greater elasticity in and around the affected area. If you have plantar fasciitis, you should stretch your calves and your hamstrings. You should also stop wearing shoes with heels, any size of heel, because that is known to cause shortening of your Achilles tendon, your hamstrings, and so much more. Now, while you're at it, it's a good idea to make sure that your pelvis is also aligned where it belongs. Biomechanist Katie Bowman has a great page about pelvic alignment called Mind Your Pelvis, and I'll link to that in the show notes over at getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com. Look for episode 413. I've actually noticed that during my wake up and get moving routine that you can find over at brockarmstrong.com that my heel really loosens up when I get to the hip circle portion of my routine. Weird, eh? The next treatment for plantar fasciitis I'm going to talk about is massage. Massage therapy is one of the most popular forms of dealing with plantar fasciitis. Our body's soft tissue areas are composed of muscles, connective tissues, and tendons, and massage therapy can loosen tight muscles and encourage upset tissues to relax. Massage also increases blood circulation in the injured area, which can increase nutrient and oxygen uptake in the tissue. Now, very often the tension in the plantar fascia is caused by, or a result of, tension that's higher up in the leg. Now, in my case, Getting some deep tissue massage on my calves, well that provided a significant short-term pain relief. Now the next thing you can try for plantar fasciitis is rolling out your feet. Gently rolling out your affected foot for a few minutes each day can really help loosen up your plantar fascia, which can make it less irritated. I have a tiny rolling pin like device that I use for rolling out my feet and I keep it on the yoga mat right by the couch for those times when I just want to space out on a Netflix show but still be doing something good for my body. You can use a tennis ball or a golf ball or a fancy kinesio ball or anything else that fits under your foot that you can roll around. There's a physical therapist named Kelly Starrett that you may have heard of that has a video that explains how to do this over at his Mobility WOD YouTube channel. And again, I'll put the link in the show notes at getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com. But here is a pro tip. If your heel is acutely sore, roll it out with a frozen water bottle. You'll get the massage benefits and the icing for the pain relief all in one. Alright, our next treatment for plantar fasciitis is called the Alfredson Protocol. The Alfredson Protocol is actually most often prescribed for Achilles tendinopathy, but I had a brave and rather clever physiotherapist who was thinking outside the box when she gave this to me. The Very Well Health website explains how to do this protocol, well, very well, but in a nutshell, this is how it goes. You do a basic calf raise performed with your heels hanging off of a step or a stair or a platform. Then you focus on the eccentric or lengthening part of the movement. Now after you've done that for a while, you can start doing a more ballistic version of this exercise that is called a heel drop. And yep, it is exactly what it sounds like. Just do the Alfredson protocol where you're standing on the edge of the stair and doing a simple calf raise. Then you basically Let go and drop your heels and allow your body weight to kick off a repair-me response in the affected tissue. And I can assure you it is not as painful or scary as it sounds once you get used to it. And the next treatment is called extracorporeal shockwave therapy, or ESWT, or just shockwave. This treatment can be compared to having a tiny jackhammer applied to your body, which is kind of fun, but it's also kind of freaky. In shockwave therapy, sound waves bombard your heel to stimulate healing within the ligament. This is thought to work by creating microtrauma in the tissue, which initiates a healing response, kind of like those heel drops we were just talking about. Blood vessels then form and increase the delivery of nutrients to that affected area. This microtrauma is thought to stimulate a repair process, but also it helps to relieve the pain. And again, the Very Well Health website has a great article about shockwave if you want to go and check that out. And the next technique for treating plantar fasciitis is the Graston technique, or something called scraping. In the Graston technique, a trained professional, now don't try this at home kids, uses a small stainless steel instrument that kind of looks like a dull butter knife to apply progressive and targeted pressure to the plantar fascia. This targeted pressure breaks up adhesions and scar tissue in the inflamed and damaged ligament, which can again improve the blood flow and encourage healthy tissue to regenerate. And I'll link to a website called Heal That Pain that explains more about Graston and plantar fasciitis. And the final technique on the list is toe alignment socks. Foot and toe alignment socks are designed to help align the toes back to their more natural and non-shoed position. The socks work by allowing you to passively stretch your toes apart so you can return to walking the correct way. The socks feature spacers that go between your toes, much like the ones you'd use when you're painting your toenails. If you have a baby or a toddler nearby, take a look at their toes and then look at yours. See how theirs have some air between them and yours are all bunched together? Well, that is a result of wearing shoes for umpteen years and it is exactly what the socks are aimed to counteract. And did I happen to mention how good this feels? For a demonstration of how good it feels, you can just slide your fingers between your toes and leave them there for a couple of minutes, right? After years of wearing shoes that mash our toes together, returning them to their natural state will take a little longer than you can actually sit and hold your toes apart, and that is why I ordered the socks. Now, when it comes to treating plantar fasciitis, or any injury for that matter, you've got to keep in mind that one size does not fit all. This was just a list of things that worked for me, but it doesn't mean that this is the one cure to end all heel pain. The best way to help your plantar fasciitis is to be proactive about preventing it from happening to you in the first place, or preventing it from returning to you in the second place. Make sure you do some regular stretching routines, allow your feet to return to a more natural position by letting them be free and naked as often as possible, roll your feet out if you've been on them all day or have been wearing some tight-fitting shoes, and make sure you jam your fingers between your toes now and then. And basically, just never forget about your feet. Those little piggies need some love and attention too. Now for more heel info Foot tips and to join in the painful conversation, head over to facebook.com/getfitguy or twitter.com/getfitguy or my website brockarmstrong.com. Now my name is Brock Armstrong and I'm the Get Fit Guy. Asking you, what are you waiting for? Go take care of those feet.